0: You are now witnessing greatness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Empty Opinions Podcast. I'm your host, Aladio Polanco. This is episode 179. And for this episode, I'm just going to do your regular solo type episode. Or At this point, it's not even a solo episode. It's just the way the podcast is. I do plan on getting more guests sooner rather than later. Again, I said the same thing last week, how I want to up my content game for this summer. But it's just been a bunch of shit, mainly just work. It's really just so much fucking work that I have to do. Uh, to try to maintain status quo with everything rising, you know, gas prices, inflation, you know, the recession, the recession pretty much coming soon. So, you know, for that, I have to work, I have to work a lot. And so, you know, I just have to kind of figure out a, a regular schedule of work so that I know what my free time is going to be for the podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, in terms of a check-in, yeah, I just told you guys, that's really all that's happening in my life. It's just work really. Um, yeah, I mean, I literally have nothing else to say. I don't want to meander. I don't want to, you know, vamp. Let me just get straight into the podcast. But before I do that, emptyopinions.com. There you can check out everything happening in the Empty Opinions universe, everything that's been happening, everything, everything that's happened before. You know, look, the empty playlist, the empty blog, the Empty Opinions podcast, empty pages, all that shit is in that website. You know, my personal Instagram, the social medias are the the brand, all that shit is there. If you want to send me an email <laughs> just saying whatever, you can go there as well. Um yeah, it's all there. If you want to see what else is happening and how expansive the MT opinions universe is, you can go there and check it out. All right, the first thing that I want to do, so the way that I'm gonna do this podcast is going to be kind of different from before. It's gonna be kind of the same, kinda of different. It's gonna be two main topics where I go in depth. And then afterwards, I'm just going to do like quick hits is what I'm calling it. So there's in-depth and quick hits. In-depth, there's going to be, I'm going to talk about the Drake album. That's been the talk of the town recently, the surprise Drake album. And then I'm going to gonna break down the 2022 XXL freshman list. So that's going to be fun. And then for quick hits, I'm just going to touch on, you know, Lizzo, Can't Say the Word Spaz anymore, Jhene Aiko, and Big Sean getting together, possibly having a kid, Steph Curry winning, and Joy Badass pushing back his album. This is some quick little hits that I want to get to. I don't have a deep down. I don't have a breakdown of these things. I just have quick things to say about them. So we'll get to that before the podcast ends. But for now, we have to talk about the big thing, the big topic that everybody's talking about. The thing that breaks the internet, everything it drops, and it's a new Drake album. This time it was a surprise album. So there's there have been there had been a lot of rumblings for the past couple of weeks that Drake was going to drop a summer album. Like suddenly mysterious leaks were coming out and people were saying, oh this Drake summer album is coming. It became more and more obvious, I guess, for at least for me, I was just like, okay, yeah, I can totally believe it. But now it's just when and what's it gonna be? And then Drake just, out of the blue, announces on Thursday you know, 7th studio album dropping tonight. And that's always cool. And that was the first step into what's been happening with the backlash of this new Drake album. That was the first thing that happened. That even though Drake did a surprise album, which in theory should make you have no expectations. The way that he did it made everybody think it was going to be If You are Reading This Is Too Late, including me. Because that's exactly what he did. Well, he dropped, if you're reading, this is too late. So already like inadvertently Drake set up expectations for this album. And I mean, this album could, it, this album is the, the polar and complete opposite of if you're reading, this is too late, which just makes all the discourse about this album that much funnier, but yeah, people, Drake announces the surprise album. Everybody's just like, Oh shit, we're going to get a great Drake rap album. <laughs> How foolish we were. Like, I was even having conversations with my friend Dion, like, just asking him, like, oh, what features do you think is going to be there? What's the sound? Like, trying to predict what this album is going to be. And, I mean, nobody could have ever predicted what this album turned out to be. And what this album turned out to be was a dance album. And it's funny because from the jump, from the time the album released, on Apple Music, the category of music, it said, was dance. But I didn't even look at that. I just, like, as soon as Midnight hit, I was working And I just click play on the first song. And this is so funny because even me listening to the album was interesting because I had to rewind the album like three times before I even knew what the fuck was going on because you get the intro and it's a very like ethereal, like, you know, trumpet sounds honestly could have been a, 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 a piece of a score from Uncut Gems to be honest. But you hear that actually, I want to play that. So you hear this, right? The trumpets. Just very chilling. It definitely sounds like the part of Uncut Gems where Adam's handler is going home after the club. That's what it reminds me of. Um, so you hear this and you're thinking, okay, what the fuck is going to happen? This is so mysterious, right? This sounds kind of... I, I like I like the, the tone it's setting. And the fact that it's an intro and it's that short. I was just like, okay, so setting the table pretty well. And I'm just listening to this kind of just like getting ready to like vibe out to whatever rap that Drake is about to hit us with. And then you hear (laughs) you hear that. And I'm just like, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, wait, hold, hold on. That change is so jarring from that part, from the intro to that. Like it's I saw somebody say this, like it's the worst probably transition of all time. But I think it's meant to be jarring where like it's just kinda chill and then all of a sudden, uh, like whatever the fuck this song starts with, like is Drake just making a weird noise. Um, just crooning a weird croon. Uh and that was so jarring to me that every time I would have to like double back. Like I went back to the beginning like three times before I settled in and decided, okay, let me just listen to this. And I bet you that's the same exact, you know. Um, reaction that a lot of people had. But I didn't know that at the time because I made a conscious decision. I was just like, I'm going to listen to this album fully, a full listen through. And that's what I'm just going to, that's what I've been doing. And what I'll keep doing is whenever I'm listening to an album that I'm really hyped on, I'm not going to look at anybody saying shit about it on social media. I'm just going to hit play and listen to it once all the way through and then i'll go to social media to see what people are saying but even that part i think i'm gonna stop doing because so i listened listen to the album even though this took me back a little bit at this point i kind of understood what the fuck was going on especially by the end where you just starts crooning like falling back let me see if i find that part falling back on me falling back on me falling back on me. And when Drake does that, I feel like he does that, just repeats that line for like two minutes. At first, I'm like, what the fuck am I, listening, am I listening to, right? And then a minute goes by, and then I'm just fully bought in. I'm like, falling back on me. Like, I'm just singing along. And it goes on for so long that I almost feel like the sole purpose of that song was to actually just alienate everybody. Like it must be because that was such a jarring way to throw you into this dance album, right? Like there's so many other songs that are better at this sound. I mean, literally, this is the worst track on the album by far, like by far, by far. And, and, you know, so him starting off with it, I guess it's, it could be kind of, again, I think there might be something to like, I'm going to alienate you right away he kind of did that with a lot of people, but I've yet to know that because I'm still my first listen through, just going through it. Then there's a point, I think, when it gets to Sticky, where he starts rapping one of the two tracks in this album where he's rapping. And then from Sticky on until the very end of the album, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. Might be the best Drake album. Like, I'm losing my mind at how fucking good and also thematic it is, right? Like, I can't remember the last time Drake made a full album where it's just one sound. Like the thing about Drake, he's always like trying to appease every single fan base that he has. And with this one, he stuck to a sound and drove it home. So I'm beaming, right? Like I finished that first, you know, I get to Jimmy Cooks. I'm like about to park, you know, I'm finishing work. I'm about to get home and I'm just banging. I'm. Is it Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy Cooks. I'm just like fucking banging my head, you know what I mean, it's like this fucking fire, it was a little odd, it was a little jarring that he ended the album with that, but to me it almost felt like a bonus track, so I didn't mind, so as soon as that happened, I'm just like, okay, now let me text my friend Dion, right, again, that's the guy who I talked about the Drake album with, um, just a couple hours before, and I'm like, yo bro, I love this album, this is amazing, maybe his best, perfect summer album, and he's like, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are you serious? You're really telling me people are fucking hating this? And then that's where I go to social media start seeing all the backlash. Everybody just trashing this, saying, like, his worst album is, like, it's terrible. And I'm like, enough is enough. Like, I, I got so mad at the discourse of it, it, people just saying that this is a trash album That Like, I could barely sleep that night, right? Because I feel like, you know, I understand subjective opinion, but I do feel like people wanted to say this is a terrible album as opposed to really listen to the album, stopped and think about what they were listening to, pondered on it, and then said, yeah, this is terrible. Because there's no way if you think about this album more than two seconds, you could say it's bad. Like, I feel like just playing songs from this album. Like, I want to play, bro. I mean, God, but you tell me you listen to this like dog, what the fuck are we talking about? You listen to this track and you tell me this album was ass. This shit sounds like, you know, the soundtrack to, uh, uh, what is it? Tarzan. Right, which I think is a purpose, but I'm listening to this and I'm just like, oh my god! I'm like floating. I feel like I'm floating. I feel like Aladdin. I'm just in the sky. I mean, like, how can you hear that and say that's bad music? I mean, how can you hear this, which is probably my favorite? Song? Oh my god! Immediately, and that's gonna be the last track, the last song I play. This is gonna be my outro song. Come on, okay, okay, dog, come on. I'm sorry, but like, I can play almost any any song on this. I mean, this one is fucking. The way this starts starts like classic Drake and goes perfectly into the dance beat. Come on, dog. Like, how many songs do I gotta, bro? They get just this song alone. This might be one of the best Drake songs that he's ever done. Like, I don't understand how people are hating on this. Like you get to, I'm going to skip to the fucking, the, the, the guitar solo. Oh my God. How can you, how do you hear this and say this album was terrible? Honestly. Like, I'm a, I feel transported. Like, I feel like I'm in fucking Spain at 9 p.m. And people are just walking around. The breeze is hitting me. What are we saying? And this is how I know that people just kind of... People want to say that this album is terrible. People want to say Dr- this Drake album is bad. I don't even think there's any album that Drake could drop at this point where people would just say, oh, yeah, this is a good album. I don't think people would just say that. I think the first reaction to any Drake album, will always, for the rest of time, be, this shit is terrible. And, God, there's so many, and, you know, at the end of the day, part of it is Drake hate, but I think a big component of this is just, people don't like dance music, a lot of people do not like dance music, and that's fine, that's the part that's subjective, like, if people just came out and said, I hated this, I did not like this at all, I, because, you know, if people said that, I could understand that more, but I don't think you can objectively say that this is terrible music. You just don't like dance music, and that's fine. I mean, you could just never listen to this album again. But I will be. I mean, oh, God. I, bro, I, you, I don't know how much. I almost want to play a keeper again because it was so fucking good. But regardless. I think that's a big takeaway for me. It's just people don't like dance music. And, you know, it's not like I'm the biggest dance aficionado. Like, I wouldn't say I'm like, that's my one of my favorite genres of music. But I have listened to music from K-Tronada, which objectively, I would say, makes this kind of music better. But this was supposed to be more vibey than those K-Tronada tracks are. Those are pretty complex and, you know, well-structured than these songs are. But that does not take away the enjoyability at all. Like, bro, this album is one of those albums you just play the whole time through. Which I didn't think would even be possible with a Drake album for me. Like, I can't remember the last time I played a full Drake album, front to back, and I loved it. I don't think that's ever happened. Because he makes so many different types of music. But regardless, I listened to Kate Trinata. And even earlier this year, I listened to the Swedish House Mafia album which I thought was great. So, you know, it sounds like I'm not familiar with the sound at all. I do like it. Uh, even, um, what's his name? Even St. John, you know, who's kind of an underrated artist that I wish more people knew about. Some people know about him, but I feel like more people should know about him. Even he's dropped this kind of music before, and I've loved it. Like This is one of my favorite songs probably of the last 10 years for me. Let's go. I wish we were both somebody else. So you wouldn't be somebody's justice. I don't want to lay here by myself. And then I say I'm selfish. I mean, listen, that's the same vibe that was going on in the Drake album. So I love this song. So of course I'm going to love that Drake album. And that's the reason why people hated the album. But again, it's disingenuous to say the album's bad. I really, and I didn't like it. And one thing that I'm not seeing anybody talking about with this album that is kind of key to what Drake is doing with this album, you know, in that deranged, like, note that he wrote, that, like, quasi-poem that he wrote as the album description for this album on Apple Music, he ended it with, like, dedicated to our dearly beloved, what was it, like... He dedicated the album to Virgil. Let me see what he said exactly. Dedicated to our brother V. So V for Virgil. And when I saw that, and I saw a comment that pointed out that this was to be a tribute to Virgil. And then I realized, oh shit, this is definitely one of the many reasons that Drake dropped this kind of album. is because he wanted to honor Virgil. Because from what I know... And the kind of circles that Virgil ran around, this is the kind of music that they enjoyed. Especially when you listen to like the songs that Virgil would play at his runway shows. Like there were they were all like house music, you know what I mean? And so in a way I do think this album is Drake's way of honoring Virgil, which is something that I could relate to a lot. Because I did that a couple of weeks ago with my podcast where I dedicated the episode to my friend Mikeia, who recently passed. I did kind of the same thing and I understand from a creator or somebody who puts out content or art or whatever you want to call it, like them wanting to use their platform to honor the person that they, that, that, that they love. Right. And so I totally understand. Even if you look at it that way, like you can't be mad at Drake dropping this. Also, you can't be mad at Drake dropping this. If all you've ever said about Drake is that he plays it safe. How can you get mad at Drake doing a whole different kind of genre? You may not want that sound from Drake. You may hate that type of music, but he just did what a lot of people have been asking of him, which is, oh, you make the same kind of music. Do something new. That was the main criticism about Certified Lover Boy. This is all basic Drake shit. And now <laughs> Drake drops a fucking dance album, the complete opposite of what he did in Certified Lover Boy. people are just like, ah, it's trash. And that's the thing that I find infuriating is people can't really explain why it's trash. You know, anybody who's saying it's trash, it's just people who don't like this type of music. If you don't like this type of music, you cannot say it's trash. I've done this with so many albums that I've listened to. Like I listened to the fucking, what was that band? Okay. The band is called Beach House. That's kind of what I thought they dropped. This long ass, like almost 90 minute long album, this dream pop album, right? Called Once Twice Melody. And I listened to it. I tried to listen to it like three times or actually I did listen to it all the way through three times and I enjoyed myself, but I was just like, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to listen to this. But what I didn't do is say the album's trash because I didn't like dream pop. You know what I mean? Like you can think and you can not like the sound of an album, but still understand its craft. And I think people are completely disregarding any sort of craftsmanship that went into making this album. I mean, again, I already played Tie That Binds, but that just guitar solo that happened there, that like flamenco or like Spanish guitar that was played for the majority of the song, the beat was just rocking. And it was just that guitar going crazy. That alone makes this better than most Drake albums because there's a lot of effort that went into it. I don't know. I could just see the effort in the vision and the uniqueness of this album, and also I enjoyed the the sound for it to be kind of the perfect storm for me to like. But I guess it also makes for the perfect storm for others to hate. And you know, I understand if you dislike it, but you cannot say it's bad. That's the thing I can't get with. I, I, you know, I think that's just fucked up to do to an artist. And my last point with this album that I want to make is that this shows how versatile Drake really is. Right? Like, you gotta admire Drake dropping a dance album, if only because it's just him trying a whole new fucking genre again. That's impressive whether the music is bad. Even if objectively the music was horrendous and every single house artist in the world came out and said, this shit is ass. Him even trying this as being one of the biggest artists in the world is something you got to give props to, especially if you give props to artists like, let's say, you know, Triple X. Because, you know, random kind of pull. But I just remember that was a thing people praised about Triple X. They were always like, you know, he, uh, you know, he's so versatile. You know, he can sing over a guitar. You know, like that kind of shit. You got to respect how versatile that is. I don't know. I just feel like Drake did a lot of the shit that people were asking him to do. And then people go ahead and trash it. And also I have a feeling also with this album that most people didn't get past falling back. I think they heard it and thought the whole album was going to be that bad and said, fuck it. That's that. Cause I've, I've yet to, like, I want to talk to like a, a, somebody who hated this album and just be like, okay, so you hated this album, but okay. Let me know. Did you hate, um, You know, did you hate uh fucking what is it? Uh, did you hate tie that binds? Did you hate overdrive? Did you hate downhill? Did you hate a keeper? Did you hate massive? Like, there's these are like only a few of them. Like, I can't even remember. I can't even believe flights booked. Did you hate fucking liability? And then what's funny is that this was okay. This is the last thing I'm gonna say before I move on because I've talked about this long enough. The thing that ultimately made me laugh the most. It's people being like, oh, I hated this album. I thought this album was terrible. The only two good songs were Sticky and Jimmy Cooks. And I'm just like, the only two rap songs in a non rap album? <laughs> it's like people, it, you know, it's like people giving it away that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. by saying the only two good songs are the rap songs lets me know you only came for the rap songs. And so you're disappointed there were no rap songs. And that's why you're calling it terrible. Which, again, it's fine if you don't want to listen to fucking house music. It's fine if you don't want to listen to dance. But you can't say it's bad if it's not what you want. That's the overall point that I want to make with this. All right, let's get over that Drake topic. I think I explored it enough. Now I want to talk about the second biggest music news story this week, which was going to be the first. And it's the 2022 XXL Freshman List came out. And look, I feel like every time this comes out, we're like, it's weird how certain things establish themselves as important and they they just are. Even if people can consciously kind of realize like, hey, this shit doesn't matter, it still matters. Even after people have decided it doesn't matter. Like every year people are like, the Double XL freshman list is fucking done. Nobody needs that. It's useless. Who cares about it? And then the list comes out year after year, and year after year, people talk about it. I just find that shit so funny to me. It's the same with the Oscars or the Grammys. There's certain things that are so institutionalized in the culture that it's hard to get it out of it. Even if you want to dismiss it, they'll always kind of be a key part of just the way the world works. And for hip hop, that would be the Double XL, the 2022. Double XL freshman list. And for this list, there's 12 artists this year as opposed to 10. And I would just like to say up front, I got eight out of the 12 right instead of not that I knew we're going to be in the list, but that I even know who they are. There's only four artists that I'm not familiar with the music. So I'm actually kind of proud of myself for that. There's been years where I only recognized three artists and I feel like I'm out of the loop. Ho- Thankfully, this year, I actually know a lot of the artists that were, you know, chosen, uh, I guess I'll start with the artists that I am familiar with, and um, I'm just going to go through the songs that were popping for them in the past year. Let's go. Let's go. One, two, three,
1: four.
0: All right. That's right. First artist is Mr. Wigman himself. Nardo Wick, he had a pretty big end of 2021, so I feel like a lot of people are not gonna be surprised to see him on this, you know, on this year's, um, you know, double XL freshman list. I think he's one of he was one of the more obvious uh, choices for this year. I really like his, you know, I really like his uh, his music. I love this album. His album dropped at the end of 2021, like December. Of 2021. So I consider that 2022. So if you consider it that way, it definitely was one of my favorite albums of the year. It is one of my favorite albums of the year. Uh, I don't know if it's going to end up in my top 10 by the end of the year. Cause there's so many fucking albums dropping less of which fucking drake just randomly and also drake saying that he's going to drop his summer album another summer album which well, that's going to be interesting if he drops a second album where it's just like all trap bangers that would be cool to see but regardless i really like nardo wick i understand that he's probably most likely like i'm 90 percent sure he's the industry plant and i don't want there to be a bad connotation with industry plant but there just is because there's a lot of people that work their asses off for like decades To make it in the music industry. And then there's people like possibly Nardo Wick That before they even dropped this song in the public. They went to the labels. You know shopped around his music. And the label fully supported them from the jump. That could be annoying. But it's also like. What can you do if the music is as good as fucking Nardo Wicks album. And music is. Like he's one of the more innovative and like interesting. Trap artists that we have right now, and so in that way it's like every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh man, I know you're an industry plant, but you make some good music, bruh. So that's <laughs> that's that with uh Mr. Wickman.
1: She's so persuasive.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, let's go
1: two, three. Yeah.
0: So we got dochi
1: Dochi, in the house
0: who kind of came out of nowhere. But it's funny because before even she dropped this single, Persuasive, um, I actually kind of knew who she was because I listened to that Isaiah Rashad album, The House Is Burning. She's one of the features on that album. And one of the better features might be the best. Well, Uzi was there. Uzi was up there in terms of features. But She was probably the second best feature on that Isaiah Rashad album. And that's how I kind of like knew her. And it was even before the rebrand because before she, her name was I am Dochi. It might still be, but I think she goes by Dochi now. Just know I am. And TDE made a big deal. It was like, oh, we're signing Dochi. She's a new artist, you know, dropped the whole fucking trailer for it and everything. And so I'm not surprised that she's in there. I think she's actually going to be a pretty big artist. Like, even listening to this song, Persuasive, I was just like, wow, she makes great music. Like, that song was fucking amazing. It's probably one of the better made songs of the year. It's not necessarily my absolute favorite, but even when the song dropped, I was just like, wow, this song is very good. And so I'm excited to see her drop this album, hopefully this year, um, because I want to see what she can do in a full length project she also dropped that other song called crazy which i wasn't crazy about no pun intended actually it is pun intended because before i said it i knew it was going to be a pun but it still showed that she can kind of make like hardcore like almost like mosh music which was cool to see from her yeah 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 let out
1: of day, us go Let's go.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Let's fucking go. Around,
1: out, bitch, That's right. Fuck, yeah, 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 the
0: next artist I'm talking about you is better. motherfucking Babyface Ray, man, who is old. <laughs> that's a fucked up thing to say. But he is. I mean he is. He's uh um been making music for a while, I think. I think now he's been blowing up more because of the Detroit sound has been blowing up. But he started to show that he can do more than that. He's kind of branching out. And I'm not mad that he's included in the double XL freshman list because also you need that Detroit representation. There's another Detroit artist that's on the list, but I'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, I listened to Babyface Trey's album this year. It was pretty good. I didn't love it. I thought it was really good and very well made. So for that alone, I think it was like, okay, yeah, he deserves to be on there. He seems like the kind of artist that a lot of people are getting behind. Like a lot of rappers like Babyface Trey. He's almost like your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. So in that way, it's like, it makes sense. He's on this list, you know, I don't have much to say about him. Because I don't know much about him I did listen to the full album But it's just like I didn't love it as much As most people did But I can recognize That he's one of those artists That is one of those rappers That is very talented And again Just I mean If Pusha T does a song with you I'll just trust you as a rapper So That You know Makes sense That babyface phrase on there Detroit representation Baby Kelly. Yeah hey. 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 hey hey. hey taxi hey. 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 Hey! 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 All right, the one and only Toxic Chocolate Queen herself, Callie, which I'm I'm actually proud that I kind of knew who she was before she was included on this list because I feel like not many people were talking about Callie when I started listening to her music. I think the first song that I, you know, discovered her in was uh, the you on you featuring blue or, you know, formerly known as young blue. That's song I loved. I loved like the melodic parts of her, you know, for craft, I guess. I don't know, bro. I've been talking for too long, but I also like her rapping and how kind of fucking disrespectful she is. I thought out of all the new female rappers, I like her voice. First of all, like that deep ass raspy voice. I love it. And also all the fucked up shit she says about men. It's fun. (laughs) As a guy, it's fun to see a a, a female rapper just get as disrespectful as possible. Um, And I just like her vibe, I guess. She's very kind of confident and it just makes you want to listen to her. Like, I don't know. There's something about her voice and her confidence that I am attracted to. And that's the only part I would be attracted to. Definitely not her looks because... You know, I'm not a sexist pig. But then after that you on you she dropped the an EP, I think it was, called Toxic Chocolate. And it's interesting because it was in that EP that I realized um that she had gone on viral on TikTok with that song mm-hmm, right? Like mm hmm. I don't know if you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. If you do, great. If you don't, I don't feel like explaining. But she went viral on TikTok with a with a sound, like mm hmm. Like that little sound was popular on TikTok. It even got her a remix with ATL Jacob and Moneybag Yo. So that's what I realized. Oh, okay. I guess people do know her, but maybe not really know her. Uh, but I feel like it did get to know her with that EP. Like there was a lot of songs that actually surprised me how fucking good they were. The first of which, or the main song being the one I just played called Toxic Chocolate. So Callie, she's one of my favorite female rappers right now or family... Favorite new upcoming female rapper? So I'm glad that she got in this list. Yeah.
1: walking this bitch like I just Ay. got rich. Walking walk this bitch like, like I just got lit. Walking this, like walk this bitch like look at my, like my
0: wrist. Walking my bitch like look at my wrist. I have nothing in my wrist, but okay. whatever. Okay, okay. okay.
1: Walking the spot the walk in the girls get Walking the spot in them bitches do list Walking this bitch all about me. She let me in Ay. and I pay no fee. Cause rockin' alone you can smell my, my change.
0: Change. All right here ladies and gentlemen we got casey casey is actually one of my favorite discoveries i've done this year like i knew who he was because he wasn't a drake album i remember the the whole fucking mess that was when not drake Kanye west i'm sorry i was singing a fucking that'll be fun if casey was in one of those songs on this new drake album but i remember the drama that was going on between Kanye west and casey where like casey helped Kanye makes songs of Donda and then Kanye left them off Donda and then Casey was just cursing him out and then thankfully Kanye West made peace with Casey and if listen to me like the reason I like Casey is because he's very confident right and rightfully so because he makes a lot of very interesting music in in the rap world right now but it, it was just funny that like I can totally see where his confidence comes from because if you're making music and then Kanye comes to you already, that's pretty cool, right? You're like, oh, Kanye West wants to, work with, wants to work with me. He must see something. And then, you know, you help him make songs and then the songs are so good that he drops you off of them and then you're confident enough to just curse him out on Twitter. And then after you curse him out, he still you still have Kanye West, one of the greatest rappers of all time, text you and apologize to you and try to get in your good graces I'm sorry, but that alone would make me feel like, oh, yeah, I'm really him. And then it was all after all of that that he dropped this song, OK, which is absolutely one of my favorite songs of the year. One of the best songs of the year. So fucking off putting at first, but it grows on you. And it's like unlike any rap song you've heard in a while, at least for me, I, like I, the Jessica uh production was amazing. Their EP that they dropped was really fucking awesome. Then his EP, his longer EP that he did, um, get used to it was pretty good. It was it was great. I think. Well, it's in between pretty good and great. There's a lot of songs that I loved that were up to par with like an okay, not as good, but in that same tier. But then there was other songs that were kind of average based on you know what I'd been introduced to from Casey. But regardless, I think Casey's is a very smart choice to put on this list. I think he's one of the more innovative artists in this list, for sure. Like he makes the more interesting music at a lot of these artists. So I'm glad to see somebody who made a song as weird as OK be on this list. Oh my God. Here we go. One of my favorite songs of the year as well. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, yeah! I need that shit louder. I'm sorry. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Young skinny Hey, hey. Bobby Whitney. Hey, hey. Hey, bro. I love this song. I'm sorry. I gotta stop it. Because if I don't stop it, <laughs> I'm just gonna be singing this song the entire pike. Like I'm just literally gonna play the whole song. I have to stop it right there. When I, maybe not one of the best songs. Like, okay, I feel like it's objectively good. This one, less so, but it's more of my speed. And it's a song that I can listen to over and over again at any time, and I'll fucking sing it out loud like I just did. I love Coaches because Coaches? I don't fucking know how to pronounce it. It's such a fucking Jamaican way to say his name. Coach. Yo, Coaches. Coaches. Wait, how did, how does the guy say it in the song? That's what I need to hear. Yo, Coaches, I want. Yo Cochis, Cochis, that's that—that <laughs> I want to call him, Yo <laughs> Uh, He's one of my favorite artists that I've discovered in the past like 12 months. Um, I, I understand a lot of people compare him to like Playboy Cardi, but I feel like he does way more interesting stuff vocally than Cardi. And I'm just, he's like Cardi for people who hate Playboy Cardi fans. That's how I'm going to put it. That's why I like his music and I think it's genuinely catchy. Um, yeah, I'm glad they included a quote unquote kind of mumble rapper because out of this, this list is actually surprisingly like diverse in a way that I feel like everybody, well, there isn't any like lyrical rappers, which at this point, lyrical rappers aren't really like the mainstream. So I get it, but I don't know. I just like Coachies. I really like him. I like his music. I don't have much more to say. It's just vibey music, but it's like. I don't know. It really is just vibey music. I, you know, I love this album. I thought there was a lot of interesting shit. And I think that for sure, the most underrated or probably not underrated, but the the biggest, most important reason why I love his music is his producer. Uh, What's the name of his producer? I'm going to find it. Yeah. The main, like Cochise's main producer, Lucio is his name, Lucio 3000. I love his production. That's probably one of the things that makes him stand out above most of the artists that make music in that style. Uh, he just has incredible production. Then he just does, he glides over all them shits, and it's just purely, just it's like ear, ear biscuits that's a fucking Red and Link podcast. But it's you know it's just good. It's just enjoyable music that I can play at all times and just enjoy it, just like fucking float in the sky and just like chill. And and he has like hype music. He has just like chill music. He did a fucking Jamaican song which I thought was crazy, like a a, a reggae dancehall type of song which I really liked. I liked the way he did that style. Regardless, you know, he's one of these rappers. I don't even know what the fuck you call this kind of music, but there's a lot of people making this type of music. And he's one of my favorites is doing this type of music. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. I love this song, I this dog. Show. I love I love this new <laughs> Sulsi's antenna song. It's the first Sulsi's antenna song that I fully listened to, to be fair. I know he has a hit with that, uh What the fuck is the name of that? Material Girl, you know. I, I understand that he has a hit already, but this new song with the Beyonce sample and then that chorus, I think this, this song is already an anthem. I, I I It's so cool that they have somebody like Sosie Santana on the list. I know a lot of people are going to be put off by that. You know, it's a lot of. Uh, I'm not going to say it, but you know what I mean? Like, I know there's a lot of people that will probably be against it. They're not even like necessarily homophobic, but they're just like not mature, I'll say that, they're a little immature, and so they would see what Solstice Antenna does and be like, nah, fuck that, I can't get with that, but I'm sorry, Solstice Santana, this clearly has, you know what I mean, like, he clearly has a future, I mean, you've seen him getting pushed by everybody, you know, I mean, somehow he got a fucking Beyonce sample cleared, that's all I gotta say, this, this guy's gonna be insanely huge, and I think it's smart by Double XL to do it, I don't think they typically get like an artist like Sosie Santana also Sosie Santana isn't really an artist you know he's now dropping music but he hasn't always been an artist so it's cool they did that because it's similar to he actually kind of reminds me of early Cardi B where like Cardi B wasn't really an artist but then she stopped, started dropping music and there was a couple of songs that were slowly becoming bigger and bigger hits until she became one of the biggest artists in the world, I could totally see Salsa Santana having the same trajectory. And obviously, the people at Double XL know what I'm talking about because I think they had the same thought process in including Salsa Santana in this year's list. Go, nigga. Okay. High
1: as hill, moonwalking, hey. Criming. Hey. <laughs> no, for real, I feel like my Jack. Jack. So much money in my jeans, bitch, the blue's visible. Hey. <laughs> bitch, we call that shit a thigh pack. Rap star. Shit, I'm feeling like I'm Polo G. got polo me in a thousand dollar polo T Bro, score Thank God, wasn't no more lean. Dropping red in my pop, I don't pull no green.
0: This is who Logic thinks he is. It's <laughs> a fucked up thing to say, but listen. Baby Tron, he was the audience winner, and I totally understand why, obviously, because you know, he has a rabid fan base, a lot of his fans, he has a, he has almost like a cult fan base, where he's not really known in the industry, or like, he's not like somebody the industry actively pushes, as we've seen with like, a lot of the other artists, but he's somebody who definitely, even more so, embodies the the Detroit style, because I guess he's, he doesn't stray too far away from that sound. Um, so he's kind of the real Detroit artist. As Babyface three I feel like at this point is growing out of it into becoming almost like a national artist. Baby, baby Tron, another baby from Detroit, that's wild. He is definitely more so inside of the cool sound that's happening in Detroit. And so I understand why they got him in there. Uh, he can kind of rap, you know, I don't know. Like people say he can rap. I'm just like, you know, it's more about the style, his style, his swagger, the way he raps, the way he writes on beats. You know, his demeanor. I think above all is why people like his music. Um, and I would be remiss to say, if I would be remiss if I don't say that he's biracial, which is why I said the logic comment earlier. Um, yeah, I just I, I I do I do really like Babytron. You know, his it's more so like. At this point, I'm more more so a fan of Baby Tron himself than his music. His music is enjoyable. There's no song that's bl- but there's no song that's blown me away like this song is amazing. Like a lot of the other artists I just played have songs that I love. Narda Wick, Dochi, not so not much Babyface Ray, Cali for sure, Casey Cochise, and even Saucy Santana. It's kind of fucked up that the two Detroit artists I don't really love. Is that a Philly bias? Is Philly beefing with Detroit? I don't fucking know. Regardless, they're still good enough that I, like I'm not mad at all, and I'm actually glad I'm familiar with their music, uh, even if I don't all the way fuck with it. I still am glad that I myself explored the Detroit scene, as a lot of people will be doing, especially as a lot of the promo or the rollout of the you know the freestyles and cyphers for the Double XL freshman list come out. All right, and the last four, so I said I knew eight of the 12. Here's the four that I didn't, I'm not so familiar with. So Fago, I do know that he he makes a similar type of music to like a coaches, for example, or like a Yeet, like that kind of music, whatever the fuck you want to call that. He recently signed to Travis Scott, so obviously I'm not surprised he will be included in this. He also recently dropped an EP, which I wasn't in the mood to listen to. I got to go back and give it a fair chance because when I tried to listen to it, I guess I was just mad. I was in a bad mood. I was just like, I don't want to fucking hear this shit. So I'm going to go back and explore it, but I do, I am aware of who he is. I just am not familiar with his music and I will be doing that soon. Big 30, another rapper that I know, but I'm not familiar with and I'm surprised he's the one out of everybody making that similar type of like Southern trap music. Like, the Big 30 is the one that was included in this. Like, I wonder why somebody like, um, what's his name? ESCG. Why ESCG wasn't included and in Big 30 was, you know? I don't know. But I do know that it's smart to represent the southern trap sound that's happening right now. is one of the really big, like, regional sounds happening in hip-hop right now. So, I'm not mad at Big 30. I do know who Big 30 is. I'm just not that familiar with his solo music. I've heard him in Features. I heard him in the Nordic Wake album. But not necessarily by himself. Can the man, I have no the I have no idea what the fuck this is. I think I've seen her name once. You know, and if I just looked at the name, I would think that's a man. <laughs> because his name is Can the Man. <laughs> that would be a fair assumption, right? But no, she's a woman, female rapper. Uh I want to get familiar with her. I'll give her a chance. I like female rappers in general. Um, I just, you know, until I read the name, I was like, who? Like that was one of the ones. One of the only ones, really. That in Big Scar was another who? Like that that one I have no idea who he is either. Um So I have nothing else to say. I just don't know. I will I'll get back to you guys, I guess, sooner. Maybe I'll do a follow-up video where I listen to self Fago, Big Thirty, Ken the Man, and Big Scar. But the artists I really know and, and i am very familiar with are Nardawick, Dochi, Babyface Ray, Cali, Casey, Cochise, Susie Santana and baby Tron. Okay. I think those deep dives, those in-depth topics went well. And, um, I do feel kind of exhausted. Do you know what's crazy? I felt a little bit exhausted, like halfway through all that shit I just talked about, but then I kind of like calmed down and then got my energy back up and I'm hype again, but that's going to be more than enough energy to me for me to get through these quick hits. These four topics that I just, I don't have that much to say about, but I just want to slightly mention them and just give a quick little either joke or opinion or whatever. Just want to mention it, but I don't have a fucking 10 minute breakdown for any of these. The first is Lizzo getting backlash for saying the word spaz, which that's crazy to me. Like that's kind of crazy that now we're at a point where like people are trying to cancel somebody or not cancel. They're not canceling them, but there's backlash for saying the word spaz, which To be honest, I feel like this is a a fucking, you know, a, 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 not tone deaf, but like a white, that's, that's something that whites did. I guarantee you that something, that's just random white people being like, you know, I, I used to be, you know, spaz is now derogatory towards like people who are disabled, apparently. And I feel like who else could have come up with this, but white people and also white people that don't know what spaz is. Like how white do you have to be? To not know the spaz is like A-A-V-E. For you to think that it's like, oh, you're like being derogatory towards disabled people. What? What the fuck are these white people thinking, dog? Like they just don't understand like anything about black culture at all. And they try to comfort her. And I understand Lizzo did the right thing by apologizing, I probably would have done the same thing. It's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. But if you wanted to be really like honest about it, Lizzo could have easily just said, just say you're anti-black or just say you don't understand anything about black culture. If you're going to try to cancel me for saying the word, not cancel, if you're going to come at me for saying the word spaz, you know, that's crazy to me. Like that's wild. They're like, they're they're trying to take away spaz. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. You could even say, listen, I've been spazzing this whole podcast. What? You know what I mean? You're going to try to fucking cancel me, dog. I gotta stop saying the word cancel. I hate the word cancel. It's becoming annoying and trite and nobody fucking ever gets really canceled. That's not even a thing. So I would just stop saying the word cancel. But people talking shit, being, you know, be, be, getting backlash, absolutely. Hopefully I don't get canceled for saying the words Past Janae, Aiko and Big Sean are expecting a child and I bet you they saw what... I Bro, I 100% guarantee you that Today goes go, so when Rihanna announced she was pregnant, right? And it started looking at Big Sean like, now is a matter of time, motherfucker. I don't care if we're together, separate. I don't care if we break up and then I do a song with you. I don't care if you're like talking about you're fucking all these women. I don't give a fuck. I'm your soulmate and you're going to give me a kid, bitch. <laughs> and I feel like they probably were having those talks way before, you know, Rihanna announced her pregnancy, but I do feel like Rihanna's pregnancy is expedited their child being born. Do you know what I mean? And that's, and I'm sure it did that for a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people saw Rihanna being pregnant and just said, "TikTok motherfucker. I'm not even talking about the app. Steph Curry won his fourth ring and his finals MVP for the first time. And you definitely got to put Steph Curry in the top 10 of all time. I mean, I'm sorry. Four rings already is definitely more than LeBron has done. Um, how do people compare Steph Curry to LeBron? That's an interesting debate that I don't want to break down right now, but I feel like there's a legitimate case to be made that in overall standings, you have to put Steph with, like, over LeBron, right? Like, are people even talking about that? Like, I haven't even seen people make that direct comparison between Steph and LeBron. I just got to double check. How many rings has LeBron James... One. Oh, so he's one four okay never mind so okay then lebron is definitely above steph i would say just because of everything he's done but steph curry i mean it's on the novel now that he's one of the greats as much as it pains me to say that about somebody like him because <laughs> i was rooting for the celtics i'll be honest with you because i typically i just root for the underdog but i guess i should just shut the fuck up and like greatness do the talking or like, what, what was that, that Kendrick Lamar line on his new album? Shut the fuck up and let greatness, shut the fuck up when greatness is talking. I feel like that's how I am reacting now to this Steph Curry situation. It's like, okay, I give up. I know I usually root against the underdogs, but I have to disrespect fucking great Steph Curry is! And finally, I just have to mention that Joey Badass is a fucking liar. and He's lied once again. He already admitted to lying about be going on tour with Logic, and then this motherfucker gonna go ahead and lie again. The same day the album's supposed to drop, he's just like, "Oh guys, I'm sorry, the album's not gonna drop. I'm is being pushed because I forgot the sample, <laughs> the <to> clear sample." <laughs> and then, like a couple hours later, we find out Drake is dropping a surprise album. So obviously obviously Joy Badass got a call from somebody and say, hey, just so you know, Drake is dropping. Bro, why do you got to lie? And now, like, Joy Badass is doubling down and saying, no, there really are sample, clearing, sample clearance issues, but I, I won't lie. I was happy that, you know, I pushed it. Shut the fuck. Why, like, I don't understand these rappers, like, don't, like, first of all, he didn't have to lie in the first place. I was talking to my friend Dion about this. Like, all he really had to say was just like, guys, I'm delaying the album a couple of weeks. You'll see why soon. That's it. It's mysterious serious. And that mystery only lingers for like six hours at most. And then people will realize and understand. But it said you're lying. And then after you, everybody, literally everybody in the world with a functioning brain understands you're lying. You're still going to go and say, oh no, it really is that. But I'll be honest. I am happy that he, that I pushed it. What? Of course you're happy because you fucking, you knew it. Stop lying to people. You've already admitted to lying in the first place, which is a funny thing. Like in the same week, he admits to lying about something else. He goes ahead and lies again. And then tries to make us believe the lie when he doubles down on it. That's crazy. But all right, that's it. I'm finished. I did the two in-depth topics and I did all the quick hits and that's going to be it. For episode 179 of the MTBNUS Podcast. This episode is fucking amazing. I loved it. I had energy all the way through. I talked about shit I really cared about. It went awesome. I didn't lose energy halfway through and I have to end it early. I was able to go for longer than 30 minutes. It all turned out great. So that's going to be it. The way I'm going to end this episode is with the song that I played earlier. And I told you guys I was going to play to end this episode. And it's of this new Drake album. Honestly, never mind. The song is called The Keeper. One of my favorites of this. I love dance music. And if you don't love dance music, that's fine. But you can't say neither that this album is bad or that this song is bad. Like, I'm sorry. Listen to this outro song I'm about to play to end this podcast. And and, and like, I double dog fucking dare you to say that this song is bad. I just dare you. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and or watching. And I'll catch you guys next
1: week. Okay, okay. found a new muse that's bad news for you why would i keep you around why would i keep you around on my dolls and i can't even lie to you got too much pride for you gotta stay safe in these streets streets don't play favorites though i'm not afraid of it though god is okay with me so life for that shade that you throw i've seen you take it low limbo right under that hole fuck out my face Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep? I found a new muse. That's bad news for you. Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep? Once is a lot of things. Twice is a decision. Told me a lot of things, forced into submission Got you Mercedes Benz, that don't make you driven Then what can I do for you? How can I make a difference? Friendship and loyalty, that's not what it's giving Giving that, why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you around?